G'day, if I haven't met, uh, my name's Hans, I'm one of the pastors here. Um, one of the weird things about uh, preaching just the Sunday after Christmas is, what are you going to do? So you usually don't start a sermon series uh, on that, it's usually uh, in your calendar as, as a, um, just a, you know, choose your own adventure type thing. Uh, we're preaching through, we usually preach through books of the Bible, so we're preaching through Ruth starting next week. But given um, the fact that we lost a, a dearly beloved member of our church, Evelyn Gillard, in the last uh, week and a bit, we had a funeral on uh, Friday, I thought it would be an appropriate time to reflect on the hope that Jesus brings in the face of death. And so it may not be the kind of woohoo, raha, we're going into a new year type sermon, but I think it's appropriate for all, our, for all of us to consider that. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. I'm going to pray, and uh, we'll jump into it. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, I pray that as we look at this passage this morning, that you would speak to us through it, and that you would show us the great hope that there is in Jesus. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there's two things in life you can't avoid, and that is taxes and death. Part of the problem with, with death is that we, uh, as much as we try to avoid it, it's right there. And along with it, it's, it's kind of ugly cousin suffering also. One of the things that I think we, we really try to avoid in our world is suffering and death. And yet it happens to all of us. And it, what's really interesting is this. We, are, we so don't talk about suffering and death in our world... And yet when it comes, it shocks us far more than it did people 100 or 200 years ago. It's so hard to deal with. And the thing is, I want to ask you today, when suffering and death comes into your life, how are you going to face them? How are you going to deal with them, right? Maybe you're here and you're going, well, hands, I'm not a Christian. If you're not a Christian, I just welcome you here. But maybe you're, you're an atheist or an agnostic or you, you believe in a new age. How does your worldview equip you to deal with suffering and death, right? Because no matter what we believe, I think our beliefs have to help us. If they don't, what are they good for, really? What are they good for? So whatever belief system you have, it must help you deal with pain and suffering and death. But, but have you ever thought, what, what are we looking for when suffering happens? What, what, are, you, what are we looking for when, when someone in our life dies or we're confronted with death? Aren't we looking for hope? Aren't we looking for hope? And I don't know about you, but when I look at our world, I don't see much hope in the, in the face of suffering and death. I hear a lot of people going, oh, well, death is death, and, you know, that happens, and I'm not scared of it all. But wait, what what more than that is that? Is there more than that? Is there hope? The beautiful thing today, we're going to see that actually Jesus goes to a funeral. He comes into a very tragic and painful situation. He comes to a funeral, and can I say he wrecks the funeral? In fact, funerals went on back in Jesus' day for a number of days. This would have been a few days in, and he totally wrecks it, but in a good way. In a good way. And in wrecking it, he actually shows that he gives us hope. 
in, in the face of suffering and death. And I want to ask you this question. Do you have the hope that Jesus brings today? And if you're saying, well, I, do have a Christ, uh, I am a Christian, I do have this hope, have you let that hope grip your heart? Because it's one thing to have our, that hope in our head and to go, yeah, I've got the hope of heaven. It's another thing to have it grip our hearts. As we're going to look at this passage, we're going to see that Jesus brings three significant things in the face of death. He brings truth, tears, and triumph. Three T's, truth, tears, and triumph. Let's have a look at the fact that Jesus brings truth. Have a look at the conversation that he has with one of Lazarus' sisters. Have a look at verse 17. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she, sent, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord Martha said to Jesus, If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, you will give, sorry, even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection in the last day. The, the, Jesus and Martha have a very, very Jewish conversation. Back in, back in the first century, if someone died you would, and you were a Jewish person, they were a Jewish person, you would remind them about the resurrection of the last day. Back in Jesus' day, people believed that, that, that one day God would come back and everyone who was trusting in God would be raised on that last day. And so it's a nice thing to say at a funeral. And, and so they get into this conversation, but it's the kind of thing that I dare say Mary and Martha heard a lot. It's a kind of comforting thing that they would have heard. It's a bit like, you know, when you go to an Aussie funeral, and, and, and this happened to... to um, you know, when my dad passed away, I was at the funeral, and so many people come, came to me and said, oh, we know he's in a better place. And my, my dad, I think, became a Christian before he passed away. But I wanted to ask these people, how do you know that? How do you know? Are these just mere words that you're saying? And Martha would have heard these words over and over, he will rise again, he will rise again. But it's Seems to be mere words, but Jesus actually says, no, these are not just mere words. Your brother will rise again. Why? Have a look at verse 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Notice what Jesus says. He says, all these platitudes that you've been hearing over the last few days are true. But they're not true just because God will do it. They're true because I, there's something in me, I will raise people on that last day. I will do this, Martha. Your hope that you're looking for is found in me, in no one else. Now, Jesus here is claiming, here's the big claim of Jesus right now. He is claiming to be able to defeat death itself. He's saying, death is not a problem if you trust in me. Death is not a problem when you trust in me. And now here's the thing. Jesus is saying he can defeat our biggest fear. I think death is our biggest fear today. 
Why do I say that? It's because we avoid it like anything. We avoid it like the plague. We don't think about it. It was, it was interesting. Um, I used to read a, a lot of a guy named Jonathan Edwards. And he used to, and he's from the 1700s. He was in, um, uh, in America in the 1700s. And there was one letter he wrote to his daughter saying, um, I'm going away. He went away and he wrote back and he said, hey, you know, by the time you get back, I get back, you might be dead. And she was like, I think at 10 at this time. And I was like, I probably wouldn't write that to my kids because we try and avoid it. But back in that day, they were like, no, no, this is going to happen. You need to be prepared for it. And yet we avoid it like anything. We try to actually um, stupidly avoid death even by just the way we look. I mean, we try and look younger and younger and younger, I think, to trick us into this belief or this hope that actually death is not around the corner. And yet Jesus says it is, but don't worry, I have defeated it. Now, some of you guys are going, well, hands, you know what? I'm not, I'm not scared about death. Death doesn't really worry me. And I just want to go, oh, are you kidding yourself? Of course it does. You're saying, you're saying to me you don't believe in God, but, but actually you think death is nothing to worry and yet death is going to take everything away from you, everything that you love, everything that you believe in, everything. Of course, if you don't have a hope beyond the grave, you're scared of death. I remember talking to, my, um, to, to the lady who ran the nursing home where my grandmother lived before she passed away and she talked about death. And she said it was very interesting. The religious people who are in this, uh, in this nursing home, when death came, they were peaceful. When other people who didn't have any religious background, when death came, they were terrified. And I've had the privilege of sitting beside people at, 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 you know, at their deathbed. And it's really interesting that you know, only a few months ago, people go, I'm not scared of death. And then when it's right there at their door, they are terrified. But Jesus is saying, if you trust in me, death is not the end. He is saying that death lies defeated. And as Christians, we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And when he rose again, that meant death was not the end. That death is absolutely defeated. And can I ask you this question? Do you have this hope? So, so you ask in verse 25 to Martha, do you believe this? Verse 27, yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is coming to the world. I believe that you're God's appointed king. You are going to defeat death. Do you believe this? Like Martha does. But can I just say one other thing? Can you see why from this passage that, that as Christians we balk against Jesus, saying Jesus is just a good teacher? I'm not sure if you've ever heard someone say that. I've heard it say so much. People say, well, Jesus wasn't God. He was just a great teacher. Can I say if Jesus was just a great teacher but not God, I actually don't think he's a good teacher. I think he's a pathetic scoundrel. Here he is. He's coming to grieving sisters. And he is giving them hope in him that he can't pull off. If he is God, he can pull this off. If he's just a great teacher, telling them that he is the resurrection and the life is just 
terribly mean. He's playing on their emotions. You see, if Jesus is just a great teacher, saying this kind of thing makes him actually a really bad teacher, an immoral teacher, someone that you should reject. But if Jesus is God, you know what that means? That means he has defeated death and therefore you've got hope. Have you got that hope? What do you believe about Jesus? It really affects the way that you think about your life and the hope that you have. See, when Jesus is confronted by death, what does he bring? The first thing he brings is truth. The second thing, he brings tears. Have a look at verse 28 with me. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and he is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her, notice how quickly she got up and went out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw the weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord. They replied, Jesus wept. There are two very strong emotions that Jesus has in this passage. Notice, notice the first one in verse 33 where it says, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. In the original, that's one word. It, it, it's this word of intense anger, actually. It comes from the word, and it's kind of a weird word, where if you see a horse or a bull ready to charge and they're flaring their nostrils, that's the kind of word. There's this fury and anger. Why? Because Jesus knows that death was not meant to be the end. That we were meant to live in a world without death. And, and, and therefore, Jesus is furiously angry at death. I, I wonder if you've gone to, to, to a funeral and you've been furiously angry. You've been furiously angry that this person has been taken away. Can I say, that's what Jesus felt. Jesus was furiously angry that, that this person he loved had been taken away. But also, Jesus is furiously angry because there's a bunch of Jewish leaders around and they are going to hear about his resurrection. Oh, sorry, Lazarus' resurrection. And because of Lazarus' resurrection, we read in chapter 12, or at the end of it, chapter 11, sorry, that there is a plot to kill Jesus. Jesus knows that the only way to bring Lazarus out of the grave was to put himself in the grave. And there's fury here. But notice also, verse 35, Jesus weeps. At the face of death, Jesus feels great pain and sorrow. Now, now, can I say, say this? These, these two words, Jesus wept here, uh, are the reason why I find this whole passage historically credible. Right? I mean, think about it. We, we saw that Jesus doesn't go. Jesus waits and waits till Lazarus dies and then goes to the tomb and he weeps. And you're just going, oh, Jesus is so kind of weirdly, you know, got all these different emotions. He's acting in such a way that uh, you couldn't make this up. 
And yet that weirdness, I think, actually shows that this, is, this passage actually really happened. But more than that, here we see the God of the Bible in Jesus who feels the pain that you and I have gone through. I dare say most of us in this last year and the last few years have wept because someone we loved has passed. Do you know Jesus, God himself, shed tears like you also? When, when I was, um, when I was uh, grieving the fact that my dad died, so many people came up to me and they said, oh, don't worry, hands, I know what you've, got, what you've gone through. And I wanted to say, actually, your, your, your parents are still alive. Like, how, how, like what's that? How do you know what I'm going through? And yet here is Jesus. He is weeping at his friend's funeral. Does he know what it is like to lose a friend? Absolutely. See, see, the beautiful thing about the God of the Bible, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, is he knows what you've gone through because he's gone through it. He knows what it's like to lose people. He knows what it's like to suffer. He knows all these things because he's gone through it and therefore he can have compassion on you as you go through your pain and your suffering. See, so many religious people will say, hey, you should pray to God in your suffering. And I want to say, well, no, you shouldn't. Unless that God that you're praying to has gone through what you've gone through. Then that God can have compassion on you. I remember talking to a, um, a friend of mine. He's a really good friend of mine um, down at uh, Kent Road. His kids are in the same year as some of my kids. And um, he, he's a Muslim. He was starting to be an imam at, at one point. And uh, we've had many very, very kind of... Um, very friendly, it's kind of funny, we're very friendly when it comes to theology and we're kind of very aggressive when it comes to basketball because we disagree about basketball and that kind of thing and he thinks I'm wrong. Um, yeah, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll go on with that. But, but one, one thing I was telling him, we were talking about um, pain and suffering and, and, and I said in the midst of suffering, God, uh, the God of the Bible understands what we've gone through because he's gone, gone through that and he goes, I just don't get that. I said, what do you mean by that? He goes, well, well I would never, the, the, the God of Islam would never suffer, has never suffered. And I said to him, therefore, the God of Islam can't actually sympathize with you in your pain because he hasn't gone through that pain. And he says, I know. And I said, can't you see that's very different from Jesus, who is God? That he has felt what you have felt he knows what it's like to go through the, the valley of the shadow of death. He knows what it's like to cry tears as you grieve. He knows those things. So when you cry out to him, he doesn't say, well, uh, I guess so. No, he goes, I get it. I get it. I, I know. And I love you through this because I've been through this. Say so when, when confronted by pain and suffering, Jesus brings both truth and tears here. But can I ask you this question? When you're confronted by the pain and suffering of others, what do you bring? What do you bring? 
So, see, I dare say, we either bring truth or tears. So, so some of us are more down the, the, the conservative end. And we're big on truth. And so what, what happens is we bring truth to, to a situation, right? If someone's hurting, we want to tell the person something of truth so they can, I mean, they, they will kind of be rallied by that. Others are down more of the sensitive end or, or maybe we're more politically progressive. And we bring tears to a situation. We bring compassion, But do you notice how Jesus brings both truth and tears? The problem is, if you only bring truth, you're going to sound very, very cold. I remember when Dad, once again, was dying of cancer, I told a friend of mine, I said, hey, I said, my dad's dying of cancer, I'm not sure what to do. And he said, oh, don't worry. Um, God God, uh, works all things for the good of those who love him. And he slapped me on my, my back and kept walking. He brought truth, but he didn't bring any tears. And he just came across like he didn't love me or he was very cold. And then I had other people who would just, I told them, and they would break down in tears and, and they couldn't say nothing. It was almost like in their compassion towards me, they were paralyzed. But what Jesus here does is, is he brings wisdom. He brings both truth and tears. Some of the most helpful people in my grief, they sat with me and they, they cried with me. And at some point, they bring the truth of the hope of the gospel. So when you are caring for someone that is hurting, maybe you're more of the compassionate person, you need to bring truth. Maybe you're a truth teller, you need to be compassionate. We need to bring both truth and tears just like Jesus does. And I don't know about you, but I want to be, be part of a tr- church that has both truth and tears. I just don't want to be part of a church that, that has a lot of compassion without any truth. And I don't want to be part of a cold church that only has truth without compassion. We want to be like the, the Lord Jesus who brings truth and tears. In the face of death, Jesus brings truth, he brings tears, and ultimately, he brings triumph. Have a look at verse 38 with me. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus says, I do Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing there, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life, but they're not empty words. He backs it up. He backs it up and Lazarus comes out of the grave. And notice the final words of Jesus, take off the grave clothes and let him go. The, the words there kind of imply that, that death is a prison and Jesus has just broken Lazarus out of the ultimate prison, that is death. 
Jesus looks at death and pain and suffering right in the face and he ultimately triumphs over it all. See, the thing is, Jesus not only says big words, but he backs them up here. He backs them up. And one day, if you trust in the Lord Jesus, death will not be the end. One day, he will raise you too from death also. And those of our friends and family who knew the Lord Jesus. On Friday, when we had Evelyn's funeral, there was a lot of grief, wasn't there? And that was appropriate because our dear sister is, is no longer among us. But I think if Evelyn was here, she would go, don't feel sorry for me. I'm not with Jesus partying. You're going to have a pathetic New Year's celebration compared to what I'm celebrating right now. All the fireworks at Sydney Harbour are just nothing compared to the reception I had when I came home. And the question is, what kind of reception are you going to get? Do you trust in the Lord Jesus? Is he going to say to you, well done, good and faithful servant, wipe away every tear? See, the beautiful thing about Jesus is he enters our, into our pain. He enters even into death. And what does he bring? He brings the truth of the fact that he is the resurrection and the life. He brings the tears of compassion. But ultimately, through his resurrection, he triumphs over it. Have we got a great hope in the Lord Jesus, even in the face of death? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's my prayer for those of us here today who are grieving, that you would grasp hold of this great hope that you have and the great God that you have. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for for Jesus. I thank you that in the face of death, he didn't shrink back, but he defeated it through his resurrection. Thank you that in the face of death, he, brings, he, he helps us to remember the truth that he is the resurrection and the life. Lord, that he brings tears and compassion, just like the tears that we, we have shared in the last few days or the last few years. He has compassion on us. Thank you, God, that also that he triumphs over it, that death is not the end. Lord, help us to trust in you and have that great hope that Jesus brings. Amen.